Welcome, listeners. I've uh, I've just been jamming to our guest offline before this episode, and I can tell you we're both feeling it. So I'm super excited to see what unfolds from here today. We are jamming with the theme of emotions and feelings and the solar plexus center in the human design system. When you look at your chart, when you look at it on the piece of paper, it's the triangle to the right over by the black squares down the bottom, that big one. Um, and uh, it's an amazing, amazing center. It's here, of course, to represent our emotions and feelings and our relationship with emotions and feelings as an energy, which is really interesting the way that human design looks at emotions and feelings as being an energetic wave. So if you have this defined in your chart, if it's colored in, you'll be somebody who has what's known as an emotional wave, which is actually your authority. It's part of your process in guiding you through life. And you literally experience emotions and feelings out of the blue for no reason at all, as well as, of course, experience emotions and feelings when things happen directly to you. But those emotions and feelings, those waves that roll through your system in various different ways are here to like remind you to slow the fuck down and just wait, 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 wait. I'm an emotional wave uh, person myself. I have the spontaneous highs and lows. And really, like when you have this defined, you're somebody who's really about leading the way and embodying the maturity of your emotional relationship and what it's like to be an emotional being. Those of us with uh, an undefined or an open solar plexus center, and this is our guest today, these are people that experience emotions and feelings like uh, an energy out in the field. So whilst they'll have emotions and feelings, if something directly happens to them, like you say to them, oh my gosh, you look amazing today. And obviously that's going to give them this experience of feeling really happy. Um, they also experience the emotions and feelings of the people around them. It's the traditional empath, the people that really relate to being empathetic are these people that are undefined or open in their solar plexus. Um, and so they have sensitivity to what's going on in the emotional landscape of the field and the people around them and it's not necessarily by interacting with them it's just being in other people's auric fields and they can take that information and they actually amplify inside of their own systems so if somebody's like a four out of ten happy they'll experience that as a ten out of ten happy they'll suddenly feel ten out of ten happy and be like I'm so happy today but then old mate next to them walks away and then suddenly they're not so happy anymore. And they're like, hang on a minute, why am I not so happy anymore? And then they'll make that mean something. But really what it is, is it's just this, you know, sensitivity to what's going on around them and a heightened sensitivity, which is why, you know, empaths in this space tend to have this experience really strongly of having this gift. And of course, it's all perfect, whether you're defined or undefined in your solar plexus, whether you are somebody who is here in that experience of having an emotional wave and using that to guide you through life, or whether you're somebody who's here to have that sensitivity to the field, it's all perfect because what is it really for? Well, the solar plexus center is also known as the spirit awareness center. So like we have mental awareness and primal awareness, the solar plexus is all about spirit awareness. It's a way to bring our higher selves, uh, soul selves through into this realm, into this dimension, into this physical body, into this fleshy existence. And this is what we're going to be talking about today because my guest is like, the second I looked at the solar plexus center, I was like, this woman. This is the woman I want for this episode. So welcome, Carla. I'm so excited to have you here. Carla 
is a manifesting generator. She's a very unusual manifesting generator in that she only has three defined centers, her sacral, her throat, and her ajna, all connected through uh, the, the beautiful 3420 manifesting generator channel, that channel of charisma. And she also has 2343, which is this incredible, uh, it's like the divine union of the what I call the oracle channels or the, the way that we get our mental awareness out into the world. Um, some people call it the freaky genius channel. It's that person who's able to just like drop those like freaky genius kind of things out into the world. So that's her definition. And for a manifesting generator, the uh, amount of openness to her system is is uh is is really kind of contradictory to the stereotyped manifesting generator so i'm really excited to kind of explore how that's come up in her life uh she has the incarnation cross of the left angle cross of alignment one because she's a beautiful six two like myself and i think carla how old are you now you're on the roof with me aren't you i'm 28 so 28 um... not so not quite just starting to kind of move up onto the roof, which is really, really uh, exciting for Carla to be in this phase of her Saturn return uh, and getting up onto the roof and going through this change. So no doubt we'll talk about that as well today in terms of, you know, how we um, we look at her human design, because it's a big thing when you're a six and you start to go through that shift. So Carla has been living in her three phase, her experimenter phase. Um, and just starting to change. And I know we were talking uh, before about some of the, the things that are changing in, in Carla's life and uh, and how how she's feeling about all of that. So uh, we'll really bring that into the conversation today. So Carla, let the, let the listeners know about yourself. Mm, I'm so happy to be here. I feel I feel our like our, our buzzy sacral generator. <laughs> Like I, every time I talk with you, Rebecca, I feel just like really, I don't know, permission and expansion is what comes up for me. Um, right before I got on the call, I was like, ah, I, um, I was feeling emotions. I was, uh, I was feeling a lot of emotions actually. And, uh, in relation with someone with a, a defined solar plexus. And I was, um, feeling a bit of like, oh no, how am I going to suddenly shift and I think one of the things for me that I, I feel like is related to this conversation and related to this is that I have this really big range and adaptability to like flow between states. Like it's like I could be in this really deep grief. I can be really, really feeling something, but then I can it can move into ecstatic laughter and joy. And um, I've I've always been able to move between emotional states in this very like fluid kind of way. Um, that I know that when I when I'm feeling a state for a little bit too long, it feels like a milking, like a like a gripping, and I've come to really be able to discern like, oh, that's just mental actually, and I I don't have to be in the story of it. I actually can just move and flow in between these states and in in a detached way, yet in a fully living sort of way. So that just wanted to come through. Um, I love it. It's actually really great for listeners who are either defined or undefined is that that talk about gripping to emotional states because this is you know this is really what we're talking about today. Like emotions and feelings through a human design lens are really here they're very creative. I find this center to be like highly feminine. Of course we talk about, you know, we look at history and we see, you know, the hysterical woman, you know, and how emotions and feelings have typically been, you know, seen as a feminine thing. And men have been told that they're not allowed to have emotions and feelings, which is crazy when we, you know, take it out of this context of, you know, gender or stereotype or whatever else. Everybody has emotions and feelings and and it is chaos. It is unpredictable. It is, you know, and and so part of this uh, programming that we've all received is to control emotions and feelings in one way or another, whether it's not to show them at all, or whether it's only to show them appropriately. So we're not labeled as being hysterical or too much or all of the rest of it. And what is this? It's really actually control of the feminine. And so when we look at uh, in human design, this changing era energetic, that's, you know, we're in at the moment, we're in the cooking pot of it at the moment. Uh, gate 55 from the solar plexus is the the, the first uh, beautiful energy to kind of start to thrive with that changing era. This like 
feeling the fullness of the moment, the spirit of being alive in a body, having these experiences and not being grippy and attached to what every uh, emotional state means, but rather reveling in whatever it is. And so when you're defined, this is about learning to honor the highs, the lows, the full bandwidth of the emotional spectrum. Like when you say, you know, I can flow with emotions, like I'm like, if I'm sad, I'm sad. And people that try to cheer me up, I'm like, you can't, it's where I'm at. But that, <laughs> that melancholy and that deep sadness is actually where a lot of my creative, you know, mm. uh, juice comes from. And if I let myself have it, if I just let mm-hmm. myself be alone, you know, be in that melancholy state, it's it actually becomes quite a delicious romantic experience that a lot of stuff gets born in when you're like you and you can like flow with this beautiful like oh i'm happy and now i'm sad and i'm you know i'm not going to make that mean something about me but i'm literally just going to taste it all i'm gonna you know feel all of what's available to me what's possible here then you can alchemize and make magic with that you know undefined solar plexus people at a party where people are really vibing just like take it that next level and define and undefined solar plexus people in a space that's like uh it really needs some you know energetic flow and it's stuck and stagnant these are the people that really help people transmute their emotional experiences right because they've got such a nuanced uh, understanding of what lives there yeah which I think we're gonna we're gonna talk about when we talk about in terms of your service, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and this was one of the things that really jumped out at me. The other mm-hmm. thing, just before we move on, in terms of um, you know gripping and and the feminine here and letting the feminine through in terms of where we're moving as a collective. Um, when we when we when we play around with emotions and feelings, a lot of people. Uh, have this sensation of being uh, out of control or life taking them into dangerous places. And so what I'd really love from you, Carla, is to talk about your experience of like really letting yourself uh, like have at these uh, more emotionally heightened spaces that you've visited in your lifetime. Tell us a few things about your experience with emotions through your life path and, and mm-hmm. how it's transmuted and transformed. Mm. Mm. Wow. So much. And just as you were speaking, just a lot of opening, a lot of, um, a lot coming through. So I, so when I was younger, when I was little, um, I I had this like really and I had a very I've always been a very energetic person with a lot of energy a lot of capacity um deep 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 sensitivity like very deep sensitivity sensitivity to be able to feel in a room just like simply what is there what is what what is not spoken but what is like felt you know just like that you were talking about being an open emotional center, just like being the the empath, the true empath. And I've always had, um, you know, I remember it being little and just like, sit, you know, sitting at restaurants with my family and like, um, I could like feel a couple or I could feel a family and I could just sense how they were feeling. And I would like, let it run its course through my body, but just like, let it run in and through, right? With my own family, with other families. Um, and I also, you know, I went, you know, I went through the experience of, of demonizing of like the conditioning that happens of, of being an emotional person and just demonizing my emotions, you know, had, had a lot of, had a lot of addiction in a lot of different ways, especially with substances of, of numbing of, of, you know, not of trying to suppress the sensitivity of what I felt, right? Like trying to suppress the sensitivity because sensitivity felt really overwhelming, right? And it's like, to me, that's like what I see at large in our collective is like, we, we were so afraid of how to wield and how to hold 
the power and the magnitude of our sensitivity that we have to suppress it. But then when we suppress it, we're suppressing arrows because emotions inherently have this erotic quality inside of them. And when I say arrows, to me, it's like the pulse of life. It is aliveness coursing in and through. And so in in suppressing that, like we're suppressing our life force energy, our sexual energy, which is really like like in our 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 pelvic bowls like which is really this sexual innate energy and this energy has a really deep power to destroy and take us that feeling that you were talking about like being taken out feeling out of control right that can lead us to addiction or do lead us to doing things that are just like way 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 off from like the center of truth but it's also like where our genius stems from it's also where like why beautiful things are created like everything that is in existence is comes from this innate energy right and something you know something that i want to name before i go back into my story is like the way that i've really kind of like grasped and understood cognitively emotions is that emotions are just energy in motion like energy and motion that just wants to be felt, that just wants to be touched, that just wants to be related to. But feelings are like the mental states. And that's where the mind and the ego comes in and wants to grip and like, and really kind of hold it and hold it for longer than is true is like that milking is like, when I don't allow my emotions to actually move through, it actually hardens and creates this, this this energetic block in my system where I'm actually not receiving life. I'm actually just layering and cloaking over with more story from this, from this feeling. And I'm not in the embodied experience of it. Like I'm not, I'm not allowing it to course through, you know? So that's like one thing that, that has really shifted things for me. Um, and I feel it, like I feel the correlation between what happens when, when, I personally and, and, and others like don't allow ourselves like our emotions and our grief to our grief are all sorts of emotions to move through these portals. It's like, we're also creating a split between our sexual life force energy. Like we're not um, like, it's, it's like not, a, not being able to allow life in, you know? And so my work and my service has come from this, from really my journey to, um, allow my sensitivity to be a source of a gift, not something that I'm victimized by, not something that is this enemy that like, I gotta like stabilize and I gotta like, I gotta like control and have a grip on, but rather really like being willing to feel. So my journey, you know, when I was 28, so when I was about, you know, I, I started experimenting with drugs and alcohol and, and sex and all the like, you know, really high sensation things at a really young age. And, but I also had like, I got it out of my system very young. So by the time that I was 19, I was already like, is like 19 was one of the first moments that I had like a, like one of the first of many quote unquote spiritual awakenings, right? Of like, holy shit, holy shit. Like here's all here's all this power here, here's, here's all this, like, you know, at the time I had no articulation. It's just, I could feel this deeper thing. And I didn't know what this deeper thing was, but I just knew that I had this thing inside of me that was either going to take me out and be the source of destruction and be the source of like me, um, like, like not, not living in truth, like living in addiction, or I was going to take this energy and I was going to actually use it in some way that was true and of service and again at the time i didn't really have the articulation for any of this i just knew like holy fuck i feel a lot i'm so sensitive i've got all this untouched you know trauma which is blocked emotion in the body and if i don't find a way to really harness this be with this um it's gonna fucking take me out it's gonna be the source of my destruction it's gonna be the source of my like destruction but if i learn to really like if i if i'm with it like then something else could come about and that's like how i was about 19 when i really started to unravel but it still took me about three more years before i found my first 
true embodiment teacher. But the thing that I learned around 19 was looking back now and really tracing it is I started to learn how to feel. Like I started to learn how to feel. And my source of like feeling was making art. So dancing, like moving, dancing, expressing, spoken word, letting, letting this, letting this thing inside of me that I would like drink away or have sex away or fuck, you know, all these kinds of things of like push, 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 push down. It was like, let me give it a place to move through my body. And again, no idea what I was doing. Like I never, I'd never read a book on somatics or an embodied, like I, I don't think the word embodiment was even in my vocabulary. It was just like, this just found me like this way of expressing and moving. And that's what really started unraveling in my, in my spiritual journey. It's so, it's so great. I'm just like watching, like, I, it's like watching a human design chart come to life for me because there's a few things that you said that I just, uh, I want to bring it back to the human design piece for the people listening out there that are like, how does this like even translate to her chart? Cause you know, they'll be looking at your chart and being like, what does this mean in terms of her chart? So a couple of things, this connection that you make with, with emotions and feelings and you know, and sexual energy is so real. When we look at human design, quite often everybody goes to the sacral and is like, that's sexual energy, right? Because it is that represents sexual, sexual energy and as the energy of, you know, life force energy, that energy of creation. And the solar plexus center is, Ra always talks about it as being about food and sex, right? It's about need, passion, and desire, which you think about having sex without feelings, it's just like robotic, right? It's literally the act of procreation, whereas you bring in that that feeling that emotion uh into the into the equation and suddenly it becomes an act of creation right it becomes an art form it becomes something that is transcendent it actually like literally connects us to a higher state of being that higher self that is this spirit awareness of this center so you know as you were speaking to this and you know and and we'll talk more about the service that you do and how it's in service to this exact thing when you when you look at um at Carla's chart this is really like seeing her undefined center and that possibility of alchemization for of sexual uh energy coming into play here so uh this is a really good point for people who think oh because I don't have it defined it's not my bag you're all of it right your 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 lack of definition in some areas is actually so essential to the way that you work with that energy which is such a great thing that Carla has really demonstrated here now this other thing and for those people out there who when Carla says oh I was 19 and they're like fuck I'm so far behind here um at 19 I stayed in this you know this place of like unconsciousness for so much longer and maybe you're like in your 40s and you're or in your 50s and you're only just starting this game Color has actually got a, a part in her system that kind of would have made it impossible for her to not be aware of this part of herself for very long, which is gate 27 in her sacral, which is the core of what moves her through life. Gate 27 is, is, uh, is the gate of caring, um, but it's like it's literally like this capacity to move from selfishness or complete selflessness into a state uh, uh, or, or being self-sacrificing I should say or being self-centered to a state of selflessness to actually caring to actually giving a fuck to actually wanting you know the the best for people but of course in her sacral it translates to what is best for herself what is best for her own life force and then that manifesting generator channel is this channel of charisma which is is an is an individual uh really self-directed energy it's carla using her life force energy for herself right and literally the ripple effect of that being what is of benefit to everybody else so she's geared towards actually giving a fuck and having energy that flows through her that is about her doing shit for herself right and so you can see and particularly with her open ego center there will have been conditioning and programming around that not being okay, that we're here to like, uh, you know, be self-sacrificing, to be martyrs, to give out and be in, in Carla's uh, position, you know, be mindful and be a, a, a 
uh, take care of everybody else's emotional well-being you know and that making her a good person where actually her design is really about her actually being okay well in alignment with herself and and the world will calibrate around her right and then the other thing i just want to say here in 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 this spot and in terms of like carla's human design as well is you'll notice that she's talked a lot about uh, moving things through her, which is an open-centered kind of experience, right? Like rather than being one of these people like I am who is heavily defined and it's really about like turning the volume up of what's inside of me uh, and, and, and having uh, like impact on the energy around me, right? Uh, Carla's experience of moving energy through her is very much this open-centered experience of, of, uh, you know, um, moving with the energy and, and, and taking the information from the energy, but not gripping to it to make something mean, mean about herself. And when she's talked about addiction, this is a really common experience of, uh, that victimization or that immaturity. Um, you know, it's not, it's not wrong by the way, it's part of the, like the path to maturing, um, of being unable to allow that to move through you. And so you, take on uh, something to help numb it, push it away, all of that sort of stuff. Very common experiences with the solar plexus center uh, in particular to like numb your own empathy uh, and, and push it away so that you can cope. And which is why nothing is ever right or uh, is never wrong. It's all part of the path. But of course, in coping and creating those barriers inside of yourself, then you dull yourself to the potential that you have to uh, become a radiant being moving through the world open and experiencing everything that you're designed to experience so Carla talk to us a little bit about um you know I want I, I would love to I, I just really want to bring in your service right because it's yeah. it's such yeah. a beautiful um yeah you know, example of your maturity in terms yeah. of your own energetics so so what i want to say about the service is and like how the service i think was really born is that i was already like my service my medicine is a hundred percent born from my own inner transformation and the alchemy that i have moved through and moved through as a lifelong practice that i found even before i found the world of embodiment like it was like it, it, it really, you know, and, and I'll bring in the ceremonial pieces and the earth pieces because these are really connected actually, like ceremony and 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 the relationship between earth and arrows and ceremony and emotions and all of this and in the body. But it's like when I went, so when I was 22, 23, I stepped into, I, I moved, I moved city, like I moved cities. It was like this a total sacral authority like one day was like you gotta go and i was like okay and then i just moved and i moved to oakland california like bay area very very creative big city and that's like where i found like my first embodiment teacher and i remember walking into this space of a woman doing dancing and moving and connecting to the current of the feminine again at the time i was not consciously using the words feminine i already yes had a relationship with the earth where i would go i would a lot of my practice was like going out into the woods and dancing and hands on the earth and feeling the pulse of the earth through me listening singing sounding like bringing this this energy through and this is like really how i awoke my pussy my womb my voice like my like i'm so um I so believe in transformation like it's like I, I think back to to that time and what i was moving through and how i literally looked and held myself inside of my body it was like my posture began to change the way that i held myself internally the way that i could feel i could begin to feel this energy of my energy being outside of me 
and like the importance of being such a sensitive being and what it meant to still be in my center and again allow things to move through but not from this out like not from this being outside of myself place and i think that this is where people get really this is where people get really into the rescue or codependent dynamics right and i think that's all i knew for so long so my sensitivity my empathy felt like this thing that was like against me because how i was holding it was outside of me it was like it was like sponge with no boundary sponge with no capacity to feel okay i can actually move that through right like i can actually let that in and move that through rather before it was like um um uh like a spilling a spilling energy like a like outside of myself and being with the earth and listening to the earth really taught me how to sit inside of myself like i can feel it all and a holy fuck i feel so much but i'm not going to lose myself in the feeling like i'm not going to abandon in that way <laughs> yeah a couple of really beautiful things you've said here is that this I, I didn't have the language for it like i didn't know what it was i was just following it right and this is where um you know we have a lot of programming around having to explain ourselves and prove ourselves and have the have that you know evidence that mm -hmm. what we're following is true and i think this is a really great piece of permission for listeners don't worry if you can't explain it. If you can feel it, follow that. And particularly, uh, you know, for our listeners who have an emotional wave, like this is the part where it's like you, you, you have the permission to let the wave carry you. Uh, even though your mind may not, <laughs> not, I say may not, absolutely will not have any idea of what's going on and why this is, required this is the beauty of energy right it's you know i love i love the saying that life loves us right and and emotions and feelings actually love us and i think this is where we've really created good and bad and this polarity in emotions and feelings good emotions bad emotions and if we take that lexicon out and we just say emotions and feelings they're they're all loving us in some way then you can ride the wave you can surf the wave um, and then the, the other part that you were just talking about this, um, this, like, uh, I can hold it all. This is really great for the manifesting generators out there. Right. Because with this natural multi-pronged multifaceted moving energy that you are as an individual, um, you know, I, I see and hear a lot people that learn they are a manifesting generator and then they they use that to be flaky right to 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 be scattered to not have impact right oh, i can't help it i'm a manifesting generator and actually what being a manifesting generator is asking of you is to increase your holding capacity increase your ability to be with energy and to actually uh, hold it waiting for that moment for when it's ready to move in multiple directions yeah and so when you were talking about that I can feel it all I can but I can hold it and that's the difference I'm not putting stuff outside of myself which is ultimately when you're a manifesting generator and you're flitting about with no impact it's it's this inability to have that inside of you and to actually yeah and oh my god that's a turn on, right? So if we bring this back to sexual energy, it's actually this capacity for you to actually hold your own turn on inside of yourself to let that sacral be really, really, really lit without hunting for that energetic orgasm all mm -hmm. over the place, spilling your energy essentially. Yeah. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Mm, and like, just right there what i'm feeling and sensing is this this increasing of the capacity to hold and let arrows really grow inside of your body as opposed to oh i gotta get off right now i gotta get off right now oh ooh. and 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 that right there that tendency again not making it wrong just seeing it is what is 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 where a lot of the addiction stems from has stemmed from for me right it's like it's 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 that same sort of thing of of i don't want to i don't want to be responsible for how much life force i've i've really 
And I think this is one of our greatest gifts of being alive is like we're given this incredible life force and we actually have this choice and this power to learn to to listen and to wield it into deeper service and truth or our ego right like the the like our we can feed we can use it to fuel our distortions illusions ego and i think that right there like that piece of the responsibility and the impact that you were talking about with the manifesting generator has been really really big for me and when i teach opening and and really when i teach you know i, I work with women in 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 them waking up their their life force energy their power i mean there's a lot to it but that's like one of the core elements is like waking up the, like the arrows right moving out of the obsessive control in the mind and the patterns that have taken us away from this untapped feminine wisdom that lives inside of our bones inside of our bodies that just knows truth like deeply and, and and learning how to sensitize ourselves to really feel it and then letting it take us right which requires this surrendering of our egoic grip and control with it is that there's a responsibility piece like it's not just like oh yeah here it is and i'm just like i just i just have all this energy and it's like it's like you you open all this energy how are you going to play with it like how are you going to like really use it to be in in something that is deeply in service not an abandoning of yourself like not an abandoning of uh, okay, I've got to be a monk now. I, I, you know, I can't, I can't do, I can't like do any of these things. It's like, no, it's like, you're here to have fun. You're here to experience life, but it's tricky. It's really, yeah. really, 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 really tricky because this energy is again, can destroy. And sometimes things need to be destroyed. Yeah. Right. But it can build and, and thing. And sometimes you build the wrong thing, things you you feed the, the the parts that actually don't need to be fed. And so this like boundary and this discernment, to me, it gets really ninja. Like the deeper that you go in, um, I've been really sitting with this. Like I've been really, 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 really sitting with this. Yeah. Is great. This is like a really like the sacral game for, you know, 70% of the population. So, so many of our listeners uh, to this will relate. Like the first game of a sacral is to like, actually get clear on what you're investing your life force energy into that's not for you and learn to hold that energy instead until you can actually feel that truth of what your life force energy you know is wanting to go into you know where the turn on actually lies for for you and being willing to like it get it wrong because there's going to be these egoic patterns that actually mean that you think that you're turned on but actually what it is is your mind has grabbed onto that juicy life force energy and said I'm going to use this for what I want right and this is where we we come up and I you, you know we were talking before the call you're dating a, a, a three you've been a three for the last uh you know for this part part of your life and you're just coming out of that phase these experimenters these people that are willing to actually like jump in and give it a crack you know and it doesn't work out and you're being like oh no I've got to take that down again because it wasn't it wasn't actually true um but I've really learned something in the experience um Talk, talk to us about letting that ego take your life force energy and run with it and then realizing, oh, I, that's my ego. That's not actually my true turn on. That's not, that's yeah. not, you know, that, that, you know, fire in my pussy uh, for life. Yeah. Fuck. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but, but, oh, and man. I say this because I see so many people get frozen in this spot. Mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I can't trust myself to actually mm -hmm. move here. I, I, I see it so much. I mean, I've seen it and I've seen it in myself. And I think a lot of it comes from we're so afraid of like the energy taking us and refining us and stripping us. And so, you know, like, I think that's like really big, like, and, and, and being, and being corrected and man you know 
like how I've seen it for me has been thinking that something is really, really true and, and really coming to the reckoning of like, oh, that was compensatory. Like, oh, that was actually this, this cover for something else, like something that I didn't really allow myself to, to feel or want to face because some part of me just wanted to get it. I just wanted to have it. I just wanted to experience it. But the thing is, is like, if it's not true, like it'll, it'll, it'll be dismantled. Like it'll be shaken up, you know? And whether you have to learn that in a really intense kind of like it all falls down sort of way, or whether it's something that's like a little bit um, gentler, like I think it's okay. I think it's, it's, it's such a dance, you know, I think like what's coming through is there's so many times where I haven't, and I see a lot of people doing this too, like when they come closer into their true turn on and their true desire and they wake up that thing, the mind wants to come in a lot of the times and be like, oh, that's not responsible, right? And so it has this cloak of being a good thing. I'm trying to be responsible. I'm trying to be sober. And then going through a list of, well, the last time that I followed and I did this thing and I did that thing, it didn't work out in my favor, right? Because we have an idea that if 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 it's true, then it will feel good, right? If it's true, then it will give you this, this, and that. It'll build this part of my ego. It'll As make you happy. Right. As opposed to understanding that it's like, to me, life is a spiral journey of unfolding and unfurling everything that we are not to yeah. come closer into what we truly are. That's the journey of soul. Yeah. Like, and so, and so this is when we look at emotions and feelings and, and highest self, like this lexicon of good and bad, right and wrong. It's not, it's not the game our highest self is playing, right? That's the, no. that's the game our ego plays where our highest self yeah plays a game of like this is a, a really fun game this is an amazing experience and you know so talk to me about uh you, you you mentioned a little bit before about like in your bones and i know that you do some really um you know earthly shamanic kind of practice and talk to me about how that helps you you know bring through that uh that relationship with your highest self yeah, absolutely. One thing, one thing that I want to say before I tap into that is like, I remember like I just, a really prime example came of, of this thing of like, I remember, I remember moving when I first moved to Oakland and I found my embodiment teacher, I was 22, 23. And that portal of living there for four or five years completely changed me. Like, I mean, completely transformed me in and out. The first year that I moved there was a dark night of the soul. It was a descent. It was the feminine freaking taking me and stripping me and like nothing stuck. Like I couldn't make friends. I couldn't hold jobs. And I was really, really having a hard time. How easy it was for me. Like then this, this is coming through with this earth, with the earth stuff. How this part of me wanted to be like, oh, see, see, like it's not working out for you. See, that wasn't the right thing. See, it should have been easy. If it was good, it should be easy. I'm not saying things need to be fucking hard. I'm not saying things need to be right, really difficult. And, and, and again, like discernment is always really important, but all that came following that year of that descent and like what awoke inside of me was all so vital and important. And what held me through all of that was my relationship with hearing that whisper that came through emptying out on the land and letting myself be held by the earth and stripped and bringing it into prayer, bringing it into expression, bringing it into, you know, the, the feelings and the stories that I had, like, like first it started by simply just like learning how to express it through my body. Like instead of the, being with the story, letting it release through as dance, as gesture, as posture, as song. And then 
as I started doing that, it was like, oh, I have all these different parts inside of myself. Oh, I can like hold all these different parts inside of myself. But who's the one that's like holding all of these different parts? There's something deeper inside of me. There's like this deeper energy, this what I call soul, right? That is really like the like the one that is holding like me from behind, like a little like holding me like this, where all of my humanity, all of my humanness, all of it can be here. And it like it, and it's not in this trying to suppress or making any of them go away, but actually just giving it all room to be here. And then through that, making I started to make deeper and deeper contact with like my soul, which I felt in 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 through my body. And that came directly from how I started to allow earth. And the things that I would find, you know, through being out in a walk in the woods, spend a lot of my time in, in the redwoods, allowing earth to reflect to me my deepest essence. Like allowing myself to, to lean into being held by something much deeper than me, like much greater than me. And this is where I started to like, slowly be able to actually hear and listen the earth and at first it was like oh my like little mental parts like I don't know what any of this is I'm I'm crazy you know like I I've had I've had so much around that word and a lot of the women that I work with it's, um what what I'm in service to is arrows and the the primordial wisdom that lives in our bones and part of that is actually learning to trust the lunatic inside of us like learning to trust the illogical yeah. that doesn't really make sense. That doesn't really have like, it doesn't, it doesn't, it doesn't have this clarity and doing this through song, through sound, through voice, like, and letting that energy from the earth move through our bodies and letting her speak. That's what I always say. It's like, let her speak through you. Let her move through you. How does this energy want to move you? How does this energy want to guide you? What does it look like? Like, how does it gesture? And making contact over and over with this, like, this is, this is really how I've built this, like, I've got myself. Like, life it's fucking life. And I'm going to go through the initiations and the karmas and whatever that is going to happen. And like, that's, that's, that's what it is. Like that's going to be right. And I, and I'm, I'm a player and like, I'm here and I'm willing, but what is this deeper thing that's going to hold me through it all? Because it's never going to just all be perfect. It's never going to all just be, it's not some utopia. We came here for the game. Like we came here for the game, for like to experience over and over to forget, remember, to forget, remember, forget, remember, right? But what is this deeper thing that I can like allow myself to lay, like become undone by? And for me, I found that through my relationship with the earth, my relationship through spirit, through the earth, like through her, the goddess that I sense and I can feel and I remember the deepest truth of who I am and that part of me that can hold it all and can like slap, like lovingly melt away the layers of my ego to come back to like that whisper of soul that is still, that is quiet, that just knows that like, that's the source of wisdom. Yeah. And that's a practice to remember and that's a practice to trust and to know and to me, it lives in the bones because the, the, the bones are this, are the source of the indestructible truth. It's like, you're going to die. And, and also my relationship with the life, death, rebirth cycle. Like, it's like to have a relationship with life, we have to have a relationship with death. That's the only way because we're dying every day. Like every single moment, it's like, like every single moment. And so can I, can I, can I practice living in the state of 
erotic vulnerability where I can feel the rawness of what it is to be human and alive. But that's actually in, like that's actually where my where my where my true power comes from. It's not in it's not in domination. It's not in power over. It's not in power over my humanity. It's in that rawness that like I'm gonna come out of this with like nothing but experiences that my soul carried and like <laughs> I'm gonna be I'm gonna be here. Yeah. So a couple of things here, listeners, if you didn't like just let yourself totally have that. I'm like, I feel like I've just snapped out of a dream and I'm like, oh, I'm supposed to be podcast hosting here because you just took me places. So listeners, if you didn't like let that take you places, go back and re-listen. Then um, Carla just did an incredible transmission for you around, um, you know, I think what it means to be a soul in human form right just like really let it take you thank you it was really beautiful mm. um, I'm like wow how do we continue from this point and then the other thing is like all I'm I've, I've got your human design chart next to you as you're talking and all I can see as you speak is this beautiful fully open g center that you have and this relationship with the land which is really like something we don't talk about a lot with the g center is like really that connection with this physical realm right and and like what places on this physical realm are for me where my purpose and direction will come to me where my people will come to me where the parts of me that want to shine out of me will come forth right like the g center is really this very very uh incredible uh guidance system for for everyone in different ways but with your completely open g center like i just feel the depth of what you can access there in that transmission that you just gave and so for people that have an uh undefined or an or an open g center if you're you know you you've got one like color with no gates coming off it whatsoever like this is what it's like to live like open-hearted right like what you were talking about with that power over and that gripping it's really this is what it this is what it feels like to let those layers go and just really let that heart open so the eros can come through you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. really gorgeous. thank you um that was just stunning yeah. Whew, where to from here um I want to finish off with talking about this changing spot that you're in. Like you and I were both talking about going back to the map right now, right? And you're you're going onto the roof. Your Saturn return is really kicking in. You know, you've had some life changes in terms of moving and a new relationship and all of those things. So talk to me about this point in life when you're like, you have things that you know are true and it's time to go back to the mat. And mm. you talked a little bit in terms of like really learning, doing it messily and learning the lessons there of like to let yourself be held and, and what it is in terms of practice, which is when we talk about on the mat, this is what we're really talking about. What are the practices that really like bring you back to your foundations, to the truth of your essence, to wellness, you know, what are these practices? And you were just talking to that, but really talk to us about like in this spot of transformation for you, what's, uh, what's it like to, to, to see these parts that were hidden until right now, because divine timing is real, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um, <laughs> you know, I really believe that we only we only see what we're ready to see. Like we're only given actually as much as we can really hold. It doesn't mean that sometimes we get so much that there's like there can be like a trauma response, right? Frozenness and overwhelm, et cetera. But I I believe that we we see things that are hidden tucked away when we're ready to see them. And so, you know, for me entering this relationship, you know, I was, I was living in 
last summer I had a, I was on a vision fast and I did, had a really, really incredible, like very deep ceremony of being on the mountain, four days, no food, no water, really listening, like really being with my prayer of like, all right, this is right around the time when I went through, you know, with our teacher, Perry Chase, like I was going through, um, uh, it was right before we did like my, uh, my transmission during her yearly event where her students, right, move through and, and share their, their medicine. Uh, and I did my transmission. It was right before then. And I was really in this, like, I still had, you know, some of the conditioning of that G center. That's really, that has, that I've actually really come a really long way from because I used to feel so victimized by that open G center. It used to be this constant, like, who am I? Who am I? I don't ask myself that anymore. But what I was asking myself around is like, okay, what is the truth of my service? Like, who am I when I'm not influenced by even my teachers or like who I think I need to be or how I think I need to be a good coach or this or that or an embodiment teacher, et cetera. It's like, what the hell is like the really deepest truth of how this medicine wants to come through me? When I was sitting on that mountain, it really, I mean, I was already doing like things in the woods and et cetera, but I think that there was still some sort of like not fully seeing myself right which can be kind of a thing too with the six two and kind of stuff it's like not really being able to like see what you're naturally like the second mind like seeing what you're actually really good at right oh yeah yeah it's like this forgetting and so it was like super freaking clear like like you serve the primordial the primal you serve the bones you serve that and like that's what you're supposed to do but another one of these things was like move to mexico which is where my ancestry, part of my ancestry, my ancestors are from. My parents are both from, born and raised in Mexico. I had this experience and I moved to Mexico and I was there and I had a really profound experience, especially on the land, like deep, deep, deep journeying. But then I could feel something, like I could feel that the, the chapter was shifting again, but it was not clear to me. And then it became very clear as I met a man who, where I live now in Austin, like lives here and it was like I was feeling this pool and it just there was a lot of like there was a lot of battling with my like can I trust this you know am I falling back into addiction am I falling back into like oh like you know but then I really sat with the deeper threads and it's like you know even if the even if this relationship is like you know whatever like it's like I'm like not meant to be in the way that my mind wants to make it be like I still feel the pool to move here. And that was a huge leap for me that really worked me and like has been very, very expansive and massive. And so it's been that, it's been that experience of feeling both the parts of me that have felt really scared and then coming back into that deeper wisdom of like, I can, I am held through it all, through whatever happens, you know, my, my my deepest power and sense of home and safety lives inside of myself and I'm, I'm gonna go with this experience like i'm gonna do it i'm gonna go with it and i've had you know with my service it's like i've i've really been out with my service for i would say three years now um before it was like a little bit but i think that the phase that i'm in right now is this like I've moved through so much, so, so much. And I was nomadic in Mexico for the most part, you know, like long-term stay nomadic. And I, I, I experienced a lot and I'm a different woman. Like I'm a different woman than I was just six months ago. I'm a different woman than I was just a year ago. And I think it's this calibration of meeting myself here now and um, digesting those experiences and like finding myself in this new place, you know, back to the G center, like every place brings out a different energy inside of me, but there's still something core, but I'm still picking up on and receiving a lot of information. And I'm in this place of vulnerable, like being very honest, pretty like feeling, feeling like the wobbliness, like feeling, yes, this firmness, but like simultaneously, like wobbliness in 
being in relationship for the first time in three years, right? And like that, that's been a very sore place for me of like meeting parts of myself that um, I didn't get to really experience in the same way for three years. And so, yeah, and so seeing my, meeting myself right now in the spot and in this relationship and in this new home, it's asking me to like, step up and deepen into my own practice of taking my own medicine. Yes. So this is really, this is really, this is maturity, right? Like people, when we look at in human design, you know, maturing our energetic gifts, moving from immaturity to maturity, it's, it's a never ending game, right? Like there are always the mature parts that are then learning to be present for the immature parts. So the immature parts can have their say. And I think, what I received from what you were just talking about in this spot of like realizing that there is a level of maturity to certain parts of your system. That means that those immature parts of your system can now take up some space, <clears throat> do their thing. Um, but you've, you've got yourself here. Right. And I think relationships are such a, uh, like, I mean, they're, they're, you know, my, one of my old teachers used to call them the dojo, right? Like there is only so far we can go in, uh, maturing our emotions and feelings without connection with other, whether that's intimate relationships or whether it's friendships or whether it's, you know, uh, you know, business partnerships or whatever else, like until we're actually in connection with other, there's a certain level of maturity that our system can, can reach. And then we've got to be willing to like get back on the mat and let those immature parts that haven't had a chance to be matured yet come out, trusting that the parts that we've been with today are ready for that too. So that was, you know, such yeah. a beautiful, uh, you know, living example of what that looks like. And this is what, you know, I'm all about with human design is like, let's actually make it real and tangible and touchable rather than just some mental, you know, stuff to chew on and you you so beautifully talk to that entire uh game of maturing your own energetic system there so delicious thank I you love, i love the way that you're putting that like the maturing of my energetic system yeah like it's 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 really easy i think to revisit these parts or think have an idea of like oh but i thought i moved on or i thought i wasn't that and 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 it's and it's been a lot of eating a lot of humble pie in the sense of like oh shit oh shit oh shit and can i still love myself truly firmly right like and gently and lean in and 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 rework that deeper part of the spiral that like I, I did, I, I wasn't in contact with, I wasn't in contact with the last three years because something else, you know, really the, the, the cultivation and the deepening of my own medicine and, and my own sovereignty was, was at the forefront. And, um, yeah, relationships are truly these incredible places to really up the practice and, um, yeah, it's vulnerable and it's tender and it's really rich. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, there is so much in here for people, not just on the solar plexus, but you know, that sacral manifesting generator life, uh, six life, all of the openness, sensitivity, empathy, addiction, like, I, gosh, we just like went so many places. And I'm so appreciative of you and your willingness to show up. Um, mm. And, and, you know, from a human design perspective, I really want to give permission here to the sixes out there in the world who feel like, you know, uh, particularly all the twos out there in the world who uh, feel like, oh, you know, but I'm, I'm not good enough yet, or I'm not there yet, or I, you know, there's, I need to be better, I need to, uh, you know, like the, this internal sensation of there's more yes and divine timing you have so much value and worth it wherever you are in your journey it's like uh it's so beautiful and so rich to see you carla here in your journey of being a six two at this spot you know going through your saturn return and having such rich gorgeous wisdom that you're so willingly sharing out into the world from this you know really uh, matured place that you've really been on your knees for right now 
when I think about you being a six and like you're, you're, you're this beautiful fine wine who will continue to get better with age. I'm like, holy shit, you at 50 is like, if anybody, <laughs> if anybody is worried that humanity is doomed, there are women like Carla out there at her age who are, have still got 20 years before they even like hit their stride doing work like this right now that's just going to continue to unfold and open mm. and be even more and like, fuck, if that doesn't make you excited about the future, I don't, I don't know what, what will, like, it gets me really excited. Um, so thank you. Let our listeners know where they can find you. Mm, thank you for that reflection, Rebecca. Like it just, yeah, it's just this constant permission of, of let, like letting it be okay where you're at. Yeah. Like truly, truly meeting it. Um, <clears throat> don't skip over it. Right. Like there's just, so much wisdom to glean um so carla palomino um you can find me at carlapalomino.com um you can follow, I, would, I would suggest following me on instagram i love to share them i love to share my journey i love to write and i love to speak and i love to make art and um i have you know i'm i always have opportunities to work with me whether it be in person for an immersion, a ceremonial immersion. I, I'm in service to, to La Loba, to Eros, to body, to truth. Um, and so I have Loba that's like in person. I, I work with people one-on-one -on -one, um, and I do one-on-one -on -one embodiment journeys. And I have a really special group called Tierra Alma, <clears throat> which is really like the place where I help like guide woman, not help, more like guide woman to remember this relationship with their bodies and with their with the with the medicine in their bodies and this cultivation of relationship to womb, to bones, to flesh, to blood, to that own like our own unique essence and wisdom and to be in a practice with earth-based practices and um and truth and our bodies. So those are some of the ways to to journey with me and to find out a little bit more about me so thank you so much so good so good <laughs> I highly recommend you go and uh you go and check out all of that stuff um i fucking love you thank you so much i feel like we could talk for another whole hour and a half but we will leave it there for today yeah um, if I, I love you <laughs> <laughs> and of course if you uh if you got sparked on human design and you're reflecting on your own and you need to go uh down the rabbit hole and play some more you know where to you know where to find me it's my my jam let's let's live this out in the, in the playground of life is my yeah. ultimate, ultimate game oh right, darling thank you so much thanks so much listeners let us know what you think Oh, 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 oh,